0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. Today's guest is scenographer and art director, Ms. Abby Cohen. Ms. Abby Cohen is a founding member of Scenografia Brazil, a group that congregates professionals from sonography and related areas in order to develop actions focused on reflection, debate, and development of Brazilian scenography. She is a designer working in theater, exhibitions, and cinema, creating and realizing important national and international projects. In parallel to her professional practice, she teaches in the master's program in sonography at the Faculty of Fine Arts, BFBA in Sao Paulo. She completed her doctorate in sonography in August 2015 for the ECA USP School of Communication and Arts of the University of Sao Paulo, focusing on the practice of performance design in the intersection between sonography, installation, and exhibition with Professor Dr. Elizabeth Sylvia Lopes. In 2007, She graduated as a master in performing arts set design by the same university. Ms. Cohen has been a member of OISTAT since 2003 and was elected in 2013 during the World Congress in Cardiff, United Kingdom, Vice President of OISTAT International for a four-year term 2013 to 2017. She has been recognized internationally for excellence in the arts. Currently, she has been an outspoken critic of current Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro and his government's recent policies against the arts and culture of the people of brazil this was a great conversation and i hope it brings awareness to an issue as important as culture and the arts and the need for them in our everyday lives without further ado miss abby cohen And it looks as though, oh, I see we've lost picture here for a second, but that's okay. We can still talk. Ah, oh, there you are. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so welcome to the episode of the podcast. Uh, today I am joined by Abby Cohen of Brazil. And, um, I have been looking forward to this, this conversation for a while, we've had uh, uh, starts and stops. And uh to see you in person, how are you today?
1: I'm good, thank you, um, well, it was a lovely sunny day in Brazil, and, um, well, it's just um, trying to live one day after the other, <laughs> and all the mess is going on here, as you know. <laughs> But yeah, here we are. I'm mean, I'm glad to speak to you. It's been a long time. We've been trying to uh, make this interview, um, but here we are. Let's go.
0: Absolutely. Um, so to give everybody kind of a background, we uh we met uh, through OISTAT um, in 2014. at the last. Q, I, think. I think so. Yes, 2015.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And you've been the curator for Brazil's PQ since the 90s or later?
1: No, I've been in the different positions in PQ. First time I went to PQ was '95, 1995. I was just an assistant. So I was just marvelous about everything I saw there. And then every time and again in the next editions of PQ, I've been there doing different things in the different roles. First time I was working as a curator, was 1999 for exhibition for a session that doesn't exist anymore, the thematic session.
0: Okay. I'm not sure if you heard about that. <laughs> I, well, I, I look forward to talking about that actually, but yeah. let's, let's just a little bit more about, uh, at least just set the framework for what uh, you do with PQ. Yeah. So in uh,
1: 1999, I was creating the exhibition for this thematic session. Every country could bring a special special exhibition. And this is was taken over by the SinoFest four years later. What, to be honest, I think is great. Because the first time I went to PQ, I was desperate to find a meeting point between people where we could talk. And, you know, I was looking to those marvelous models, but I couldn't talk to no one. I didn't know anyone. There was nothing to put people together, no side programs. So I think uh, what we started in, since 1999 was a great, um, you know, initiative to try to put aside program. They later on became Cinefest in 2003. So 2003, I went to be part of Cinefest with uh, some students here from the University of Campinas. And so I was like a, a co-tutor of the students and um, 2007. For the Cinefest, I was um, uh, assisting Marina um, uh, Raichinova as her assistant for a curatorship for King Lea session. So I've always been in different roles, not always just doing things for Brazil. And then, 2011, I was invited to create and design the national exhibition, the Brazilian National Exhibition, was, uh, that was awarded with the Trigger. So I think from there people started knowing more of my name. <laughs> if <think> that happened. <laughs>
0: so uh, what what is your current role on, for this coming edition?
1: Yeah, for this next one I will be a national curator for the first time. I never been in that position for Brazil, so I'm I'm doing you know the general curatorship, uh, including um, the country and regions exhibition students exhibition and fragments, and also trying to spread widely here about PQ to get more people engaged and then trying to come to PQ to know
0: what's there. Yeah, we are. We here in in Trinidad are making our first attempt at uh, at this uh, this event, and it has been. More work, more organization than I think any of us could have imagined. It has been, we have learned a lot of what not to do. We are trying to learn what to do correctly, and hopefully we'll get something, you know, that is representative of of what's happening here. But um, I applaud anybody who decides to take the the task on, because it is clearly not easy. No, it's not, you know,
1: I, well, from having this uh, experience from many editions of PQ in different positions, and on the last one, 2015, I was curator for PQ, I was international curator for politics, I had a chance to see inside and out, you know, to see from both sides. So it's interesting when you see the organization from inside, and then you go in to bring from your country, you know, the best representative, the things that... Uh, gets more meaningful at the moment to stress, to tension with what's going on in the country at the moment. and So I think being a creator is a difficult role. It's, it's a lot to learn, but we need to make some choices and follow those choices. You know, we could make hundreds of different choices. You make one and you carry on. You believe on it and you, you, you pursue that. And things are going to work, you know, they will be honest with that the uh, chosen made. So don't be don't be afraid of that, just carry on. <laughs> Keep
0: going. Yeah. The uh speaking speaking about what's happening in the country, um I know in the, the previous PQ um I had the opportunity to see uh uh one in particular that I was asked to seek out was the Venezuela um PQ. Yeah. And at that time, they had just started to begin the the turmoil that they have uh, that they have fallen into with uh, the death of Chavez and 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 now the rise of Maduro. And I know that uh, Brazil has had a similar, well, not quite a similar um, issue, but are in a, a certain turmoil with the uh, the recent elections of. Hopefully, I I get this correctly. Jair Bolsonaro.
1: Yeah, Jair Bolsonaro.
0: Yeah, Jair Bolsonaro. um
1: Not my president. <laughs>
0: I, I, I certainly get that from uh, from the posts that you you put. Um, just to kind of give a, 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 for me anyway a little bit of backstory. Um, I did a little bit of research, and I the the ministry that oversaw the arts was created at some point in the '80s, and then was dissolved in. 2014, 2015, and then due to public outcry, was reinstated only until the last this January, I guess, when the yeah. president dissolved it again and combined many, many ministries together. Um, could you? Am I close? Is there more? Yeah, to the yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's a good research. It's, it's um, mainly because between the 1964 until 1985. We've been on the military dictatorship time. So everything was frozen. The subjectivity of arts was not desired at all. <laughs> so many intellectuals, artists needed to exile uh, and go somewhere else, leave the country, because you know there's a big number, large number of people that being Arrested, tortured, and killed, and disappeared. That happened in many other countries in in South America, and not only here. But you know, we had in France about the same sixties. We had the big problems. So, I think this is not as as everybody knows now. It's not just an isolated fact. You know what's going on in, in the world. So, being an artist in this world, where we want to talk and and um, use the art to express you know, our voice against some regimes, against some systems, um, mainly when the fair, right, are growing around everywhere in the world. It's not an easy task. So the, the first thing, of course, that the government wants to do is to cut down all the resources, just to push people back and put people on the fear. And you know, moving people from what they do best, (laughs) but to resources, cutting infrastructure to go to do you know whatever is left. So it's, um, it has been very hard this time. I mean, it's always hard to bring the the Brazil uh, participation to Prague because also we have, we have in the future, we have a, a big, um. You know, you have uh, many areas to cover. So Brazil is very strong in music, uh, very political in theater. And this political standing of theater is not always desired, even in a more, you know, middle or left wing regime. So it's not something that people put a lot of money on it. It's not um, like a West End or, you know, it's not a big industry, it's a, it's a different approach, how we do theatre here. Well, there, there's, a,
0: there's a, a law, that I, I believe it's called the ruinet Law? Uh,
1: ruinette, ruinette Law, yeah. That's a law to, uh, how does it work? You can, for example, I create a project and I, I uh, fill with lots of forms, very complicated bureaucratic forms and send to the Minister of Culture for appreciation. If they put a stamp on it and say, yes, your project is relevant, you can go in the market and try to get the budget for that. Many companies can put the money in this project instead paying taxes. So every company they can put 6% of the taxes they would pay for the government into cultural projects approved by the Minister of Culture. Since we don't have a Minister of Culture anymore, these projects are uh, just stopped there. They are frozen there. So we have at the moment exactly that. We have a project for PQ, for Brazil going to PQ, that's just blocked at uh, the known Minister of Culture because it doesn't exist anymore. So yeah. at the moment, nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows who approves this law or not. Funny enough, uh, Rouenet was a, was a man. Um, The name is given by a man who created this law. And he was uh, a Brazilian ambassador in Prague in 1999. During PQ, we went there, we met him.
0: (laughs) It all ties uh, together.
1: Yeah, you know, um, it was fantastic. I mean, it's, you know, meeting the the person who created their law in person. There's a lot of problems in in this law, and the description and the structure of the law, but it helps a lot, you know, people from uh, small projects, middle projects, big projects, uh, according to the budget, to get some resources to keep doing. But it's not the only kind of um, facility or not only kind of a law that exists in the country. There are some local laws as well, for example, in São Paulo, we have this, a lot we call fomento, is to, you know, to motivate people to carry on a project, cultural projects. But this has been frozen in the last two years by the, our last governor. So, okay. Okay. We, we know, sometimes we are on one hand and we, we are sending to another hand of someone else. And it keeps like a ping pong game
0: which is probably not uh, good for people's livelihoods. Um, there, there's an article I looked, I, I found today. Uh, it's called Rio 2017, Theater Jeopardized. It's from the Theater Times and is, uh was posted by Gustavo Gusenberger, I believe, uh, July 6th, 2017. And in it, at that time, he's he was breaking down some of the politics and the what it, some of the transformation that uh, theater had uh, had done and it, the opening paragraph is it says here the city of rio de janeiro has been historically acclaimed as one of the main hubs of theater production in brazil right beside sao paulo in 2017 the sudden cut of all government grants has placed the theater in rio in an unprecedented crisis this is one of the many setbacks unfolded by the political economic an ethnical, ethical crisis that has befallen the country in the past years. However, to understand this menace to the artistic activity in Rio, one must first quickly revise the history of its production venues. And it goes on to yeah. to, to, to talk about it. From, from your experience, um, how, how, does the experience in Rio differ from Sao Paulo or are they
1: similar or? well it's, uh, there are some difference in, in if you're gonna see the picture of the entire brazil rio and sao paulo are the main centers for theater production there's no doubt about that uh, there are some theater um, development in minas gerais as well it's another south estate but the main difference i've been working to in rio with companies in sao paulo and other companies um, what we can see is that in rio you have more Uh, like independent productions. You have a producer, project, and the director, and they put together the group. In São Paulo, we have more theater groups. We have more organized and theater groups that carry on developing more researching projects. I'm not going to say that's a standard that's all like that. But um, the, uh, the picture of São Paulo Theatre productions is very much based on, on theatre groups, more than independent productions. Okay.
0: So, so, productions are now more by corporation than, say, a group of people getting together and saying, I want to produce a show, I rent a, I rent a space, or I find a space and I put something together?
1: Well, sometimes it comes from a director who wants to direct a particular play and gets on with a producer and they put a project together and then they call people, they call the actors and the crew and the staff and everybody and rent a theater. Sometimes comes from producers or actors, actresses who are producers. We have a long story in, in Brazil about actors being good producers as well. They being the main uh, brain in, uh, in, the, in the front of the production, theater production. Mm. So, yeah, it could be various. It could be a writer wants to book his play on, on show and he get on with a producer who write the project, get the money, get the budget, get space, and make things happen, you know, and invite the director, invite the light designer, the set designer, and so on. So it's, it's a different ways to to make theatre. We don't have like a a national theatre, you know, like you have in London, for instance. We have the national theatre with a number of productions that we we don't have it. It doesn't exist here, this kind of
0: institution. Is is that just because of the the economics or is it because there's just not enough organization to create one?
1: I think it's a bit of a both. I think it's historically, I think it's theatre you know we have a lot of imported theater a lot of theater that comes from the West End and Broadway that comes here to show to perform and as a big business as you know shows already made and shown in, in New York and London imported to big theaters but um, historically theater is not a big industry it's not seen like an industry you know as as you see in the United States or um, um, United Kingdom, that's the big market. Um, we have these big events, these big shows and musicals and so on, all important. It's difficult to see a local musical production. There are, but there are very few. And the biggest, uh, most what people produce for theatre are small shows with um, not so costly sets, not so costly um, expenses to put the
0: together
1: yeah because
0: here, here in Trinidad, yeah, cause, cause here in Trinidad um, the two things that they do a lot of is music performance so steel pan calypso soca things like that and dance those two things seem to be the, the lion's share of, of, yeah. of what is produced so the yeah. Naparima Bowl, Queens Hall uh, Lord Kitchener they tend to have those type of events now there are small uh uh competitions let's say or maybe a tiny little new play festival but to see something like like a regular producing company there isn't a many if at, at all do- it's because it's just it's not in the i don't want to say it's not in the vocabulary it's just not the, the thing that they they do well right yeah. so um, uh, now there is a, there are consumers for, for, for stuff like that, um, our, the school, the school that I work at and the other, the other university or the university of the West Indies, um, we try and put on shows and usually it's you know, for small audiences, but it's at least an inroad into educating the audience. Yeah. What um what would you say is uh if if you've had the experience the impact on uh, on students as with with all these recent changes? Do you know how they feel about whatever their um their outlook is?
1: Well, it, it is affecting directly the education as well. What's going on? All going on in the country because you cut the budget to make productions, productions as a reference for people to learn from, to, you know, go and practice. So, yeah, we we have um, we still have a big uh, number of um, cultural productions, if you include, you know, dance, music, shows, there's a really uh, big um, number of productions going on. But for education, um, for for example, for acting, there are a lot of uh, theatre schools. So they can go and work in soaps, they can go and work in musicals, for theater, dance, whatever, um, commercials and so on. For designers, uh, you have few universities forming designers. Yeah, when you cut the budget to produce things, you, you know, you cut the opportunity for the materialize their dreams that makes it yeah. more difficult. Uh, But the big industry here in Brazil as well is the cinema and miniseries. So we have a lots of uh, production for miniseries, for Netflix, for, you know, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of production here to produce to abroad, to Australia, to Europe, to other countries. So people here, they they form to work, uh, they are educated to work in not only for theatre, but for all the areas as well, where we can work with sex design or technical areas, you know, so it's, um, it's a bit more flexible because you need to go accordingly to what's going on in the market in the country and where the budget is, basically.
0: What, what, what are you, what are you uh, finding yourself doing now? What, where, where, do you, where are you putting your energies? I mean, other than obviously the PQ, but what, what is your creative yeah. outlet?
1: Well, I, I work a lot not um, internationally, so I work in some transnational projects. Um, I, I do a lot of exhibitions as well. So I have, um, you know, for sustain exhibitions pay a lot better than theater here, to be honest. So I, you know, but, um, but it's, it has been quite frozen, quite, you know, um, the productions has been uh, dropping down in numbers. So um, there are lots of people, I'm not going to say my case particularly, because I'm, I'm doing some productions a part of PQ. I just opened an exhibition in Suriname. I've been there working for a year and a half. I've been there for five times. And um, I'm doing a project as a transnational, including um, company here in Sao Paulo, and Japan, and Dusseldorf, in Tokyo, and Dusseldorf, Germany. So it's a okay. transnational project. So I'm always, you know, jumping here and there, working people I like and, and trying to get the next project. But um, people here have been quite a struggle about uh, productions, but exhibitions are still going well because there's a lots of um, uh, private institutions uh, who has a big budget who are carrying on putting up exhibitions mm-hmm. and, you know, making
0: projects. Do you find that because there's a, let's say a, a smaller a smaller portion of things being produced and the things that are being produced are by corporations that have money. Have you found that you're starting to kind of change what is being presented as opposed to a broad scale? Oh
1: of course yes, of course we had last year. Uh, before the elections the beginning of the last year was the rainbows because we had like our exhibitions being shutting down because of the relevance of the thing you know there was some exhibition about the Kim museum and it was just shut because people couldn't deal with you know <laughs> presenting such things and we are we already are we can feel i can feel right we are suffering some uh, kind of censorship is going to change the, the directions of the productions and things we want to say. We still have a space to say things out loud, but we've been more careful about from now. It's, it's a bit pity, but that's, that's what's going on.
0: Yeah, because my, uh, my, my limited knowledge of, of Brazil, um, in the last 10-15 yeah. years, it has been like big events. So you had the Olympics. And then you oh, yeah. did the World Cup, and then there was a, it, what seemed like everything was going in a very positive economic growth and things like that, and then everything seemed to kind of um, fall apart. Um, yeah. Is, what, what was the reasoning behind that? What happened? Did they just spend too much money?
1: Yeah, what happened, you need to go back in a little bit in the history. Uh, during the military dictatorship, we, uh, Brazil was in a big debt. We contract a lot. There was a lot of corruption and corruption that was not fought against because people couldn't tell about. <laughs> so if they, with the end of the military dictatorship in the middle of 80s, this uh, scenario started coming up and show how bad the country was. And we contract big debts, big, you know, uh, debts with the um, um, United States. So we are quite selling our country to the United States at that point because they were, you know, our big sponsor. They've been making lots of loans from them, from the international, you know, organization, international money. So it took us a while. So we we stayed like 20 years on sleeping for doing, you know, good productions with budget for the culture. And then when we could finally start making things happen, the country was in a disaster, was really, really um, in in a big bad um, economical situation in the middle of the 80s. So it took a while, like um, 15 years, 20 years or so, to start recovering and put the country again in the position. During the government of um, Lula and Dilma Rousseff from uh, Labour's party, they increased the economy of the country and they really could uh, start planning oh, let's make the Olympics, let's make the World Cup, and so on, because the economy was going quite well. But also, um, with the, the falling of uh, behind of that, there's lots of other uh, business, all the corruption, and all the things that really came up and just, you know, bummed the country again into a deep debt. So, it's, you know, it's how to balance the economy. I'm not an economist, but no, I understand very well about that. But it's clear that um, maybe they went too far or they put too many coins in one belief that the economy couldn't carry on being like that. And there's a huge impact from all the world in you know, other countries' economy. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, um, but now we see that, uh, I think there is not only the reason um, they are cutting benefits for the culture because during the Olympic Games and during the World Cup, we had the benefits, we had some sponsorship, some budget from the Minister of Culture being cut to a half to go into sports, to you know, promote more sports. So right. we were quite curious at that time as well. We are not very happy. So, not necessarily that brought us a good, a good um, possibility to develop more in the areas of culture. We could show the country a much better picture for the world, but it doesn't mean here inside we could grow or build strong infrastructure to make it better for the future. Yeah, because
0: in in the US for, for a while they were talking about what is known as the National Endowment for the Arts, which was a, a means of trying to fund fund projects. And yeah. for some reason politicians of various of various ilks would uh rally against them. they would say, No, the public shouldn't be funding art. The public shouldn't be having their tax dollars used towards art. And yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, the national endowment of the arts is minuscule in the in the in the American budget. So it, it it's never made any sense to me as to why. Uh, I mean, if art isn't your thing, that's okay. But you know, some public funds. I mean, there research has been done that shows like if children are exposed to art in school or music programs in school. You know in combination with their other 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 studies. Yeah. They tend to do well. They tend to, to be better rounded students
1: Yeah Yeah, we, we need to take in account as well that you know, we, we have um, a Big percentage of poverty in the country as well. We have a big percentage of people that hasn't been learned how to write or read so uh, you know we have a big number of people that still doesn't live in the minimal conditions of, you know, of the housing and, and feeding and all of so. So how can you, for example, yes, in São Paulo, you can bring like a Cirque du Soleil here. That's an amazing show, but it is being sponsored by some, you know, they get some sponsorship and they still charge very, very expensive a show
0: to go to see it hey everyone. Sorry about this break in our conversation. What happened was some rain came through and it kind of knocked out our equipment, so we had to stop recording. However, once we got everything sorted out, we were able to jump back in and restart. We hope you enjoy the second part of our conversation Pick up uh, uh, kind of where we were at we were talking yeah. about um uh, the impact of uh, uh, the arts in, in school and how funds yeah. are are shifted depending on priorities. Yeah.
1: yeah, the priorities, that's a good word. I think um, I was explaining that we see clearly in Brazil there is a, a problem about the distribution of the resources. So we have a small number of um, projects that get a big bunch of money. And a lot of very interesting projects and lot of things to do that don't get that much or get nothing. So the distribution of the resources are not really um, fair. It's not really good. And it's not only a fault of the Minister of Culture, because you don't expect the Minister of Culture giving money to all the projects, but to make you know, ways to make that easier to the, the, the companies, to apply, to, to put some budget on it, but also the knowledge of the people behind the desks signing for what project will show you present your bank, you present your industry, you present your company in the world, you know, um, it, not, they are not very uh, open-minded in a way to see the potential of a small project or to get interest for a small project, they want you know, to show for big audience, what's very understandable. Uh, though we never grow things, you never uh, put things on grow. So um, in São Paulo, we have this project that's the Fomento, uh, which gives to small companies there to, to carry on community projects. So there are lots of theatre companies who started working with communities, doing community projects for kids, for youngs, for olders, for public in general. And it's more of a researching development kind of theatre, or dance, or you know, that cultural music. What's far more interesting, because there is also connected there a part of education together. So the education here is not just formally in universities. Uh, you know, for, for performing people for theatre, for all these areas. It happens in many NGOs, and theatre companies who develop some projects and they get budgeted to work with the community during these projects. What makes it far more interesting, because I think it addresses better what's going on at that particular time, not just creating a fantasy of world. You know, in my point of view. <laughs>
0: Right. If 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 you could if you, you could uh, help point the direction of of a way out, what which way would you start to to to, to head? I mean, other than other than a a, a, a new election and a, and a better president, yeah. and things like that. But with with what you have now, what 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 would you say is is a, is a good place that people can start to put their energies to make make life better in the in 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 the community uh today
1: well i i think first we need to understand that brazil is a is a very big country and sao paulo and rio are not a picture of what brazil is it's just a small reference and when you see to brazil in general there are so many other urgencies. there are so many other priorities and i think um Everywhere in the country, if you could do actions that would be through you know bringing art or educating people through some form of art, um, in the different um, in, the, in the different contexts, in the different locations, according to what is meaningful for that community, for that place. So it, it should be like a looking a bit widely for a national project, let's say. In which uh, you recognize what is um, missing, what's already in development, what's missing in every every region, every area. For example, in the north of the country, in Pernambuco State, Bahia State, um, we have a big production for film, for documentary film and music. So, you know. Maybe, yes, you can promote more dance, more theatre, but that's what people do best. Well, they, you know, they, they have that best production there, so we should support more for that to go a bit further. Um, I, I'm not sure if I believe in um, formal education through universities and academy for arts anymore, because it costs a lot of money, uh, because it's all of the teachers here for the federal universities are like a, a public university, so they are all paid by the government. Um, but I think um, there's something connected to what I'm going to say. I think the NGOs in this country work a lot with the, you know, um, lots of different projects. And there is something very sad because this government, in a way to declare a state of you know, control and censorship, they've been looking to the NGOs as something that's not a good thing, as something they need to control and cut and put more um, difficulties. So I think we are going into the other way around. So I wouldn't say, of course, I would like to see many courses offer, you know, more design course, more costume design course, more technical course, but I think it should be, more promoted by local initiatives by more individuals, more people engaged into really you know making a figure what's going on in that country in that in that part of the country. And um, yeah, I think we need to re rethink about politics um, for what projects could be. Um, could, could go through any time, any kind of government. They could resist to all of these changes. And they could guarantee the continuity of the projects. In Brazil, we have a problem of continuity. We start a project, there comes another government. They put the project down because it's not their project. So every time we are starting again, so if you've seen the history we started talking about from the 60s to the 80s, we've been you know, backwards and then we started again 30 years later that was just 30 years ago 30 years later today we are going backwards again and the damage that's been done in this country in these 3 months will take us another 30 years to put back it's, it's unbelievable you know it's it's just that so how to think in systems that could um, i don't know maybe make some more strong um, Institutions or connections with other countries in Latin America to support kinds of, uh, you know, development and projects together. It's, it's hard to tell. It's very hard to tell. Sometimes, um, at the moment, honestly, sometimes I, I look to all of that because I was grown up during the, the dictatorial time. I was in the school and I remember our books was um, bringing the history they wanted to tell us, not the history as it was. So they were not telling us what was going on. They, you know, they, tell, they told us the history that would fit better for their purposes. Right, um, right. So I think today is more difficult because the internet helps a lot people to find out, oh, this is not true. Maybe this is you know, a part of the fake news. Um, but it, it scares me sometimes we look into people standing you know, like a few days ago, they wanted to celebrate the 55 years anniversary of the, the, the repression. So <laughs> and, and we keep saying another day our Minister of uh, International Relationship, he just went out for an interview to say, um, oh, that the fascism and the Nazis were created by the left, the, the, the far left, from, from you know, socialists, Marxists, and, and it's completely wrong. It's completely another, it doesn't make a sense at all, the history they want to tell. So I don't know, we need, we need to keep this reference. We need to think about projects and make more open, more accessible for people as possible. So one of the things I did for and small actions I could do, this time thinking about Brazil EPQ 2019, was to create a website in which we bring the reference of the history of what was Brazil in PQ and bring a more um, open a channel for people to meet each other, to exchange, making some presidential meetings, making people um, feel more part of things and build things together. People need to feel part of that. So that's what I think. I. I mean by doing actions in different regions, in Sao Paulo, in in Brazil, not concentration. Um, People need to build things up together and get engaged in building up. So we need to find the strategies to make people building things up together more and more and more, I think.
0: What's interesting in a lot of what you say
1: say,
0: is um, here in Trinidad, we experience a lot of those same things. Um, you have a very deep divisions between portions of the island, for example, uh, in in culture as well. And even though this island is only, you know, 60 kilometers by 40 kilometers by and only has a million and a half people, you would think you are living in two different worlds between where I am in the in the West versus the people in, in South, you know, nary do they do they tend to to meet or or yeah. mix and it's it's very surprising because again you would think the distance isn't great the but yeah in in, in actuality it, it very is to cross that bridge yeah. is is very challenging but you were also talking about how there are setbacks you know something that takes 30 years to to, to be done is undone in 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 three months and yeah. And and one you know one of the things again back to to, to my experience here is that uh, the way their parliament works um, it tends to to be that where they start a ball rolling they get something going and maybe that same party stays in office you know a couple of cycles um, sometimes even within their own parties they tend to drop things yeah. as opposed to recently they've been it's been one party and then then the following section it has been the other party and it's a lot of well you started that project but we're not going to finish it we're going to do this and you know it's it's i don't know how anybody gets anything done and then there's also the the call for nowadays so much what you know transparency oh we must know we must know to the letter we must know this we must know that the public the public has a right to know and and even in that because now we live in the what has been called the fake news era yeah, yeah you know it, it used to be a joke that's like oh oh you saw it on the internet it must be true ha. ha. you know people laugh yeah.
1: nowadays
0: nowadays who knows know. From from the television to the the newspapers to however we start to com- consume news, you know, yeah. unless there in itself it's very, our, the, the, the public trust is 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 has very has been uh, severely damaged by yeah, by all, yeah. all this fight.
1: But that's what's important: uh, a very good basic education that gives the chance for the kids to develop some critical vision. Based on information of history and philosophy and social, social, sociology to develop, you know, to to read to base news and make that their conclusions based on, on things they learn. So I'm glad, for example, my daughter is now she's going to be 18 years old. She went to a very good school, was a private school, a very good school, uh, in which they really, really. Um, and know the passive reading was like a text that people would give for the students at university to discuss you know all sorts of uh, different um, um, political structure and countries and history and think about and discuss about. What's going on now? they are taking down. They, one of the first things this government here made, and that's what the fire right are doing around the world. Is to take down this you know to, to push this back and not letting people to develop a critical feel because nobody they don't want people thinking critically so mm-hmm. they started telling telling to the students to film the teachers in the class that was one of the first horrors we had in the beginning of this year it was they, they telling you know to the kids oh you should film your teacher in class because uh, he, shouldn't be he or she, shouldn't bring any ideology into the class to discuss Marx from one perspective. But how can you discuss if you don't bring perspectives, if you don't bring the discussion, if you don't bring the questions, if you don't see, you know, uh, it, it's insane. So yeah, I'm, I'm very worried about this um, this critical view going to uh, being taken. Uh, out from the from the new generations, and that's what I mean. Um, the thirty years that we spend trying to get to this point here—that's not ideally yet—is going backwards too quick and take too long to form these people again. So, it's yes. and and scary when you see that growing all around the world. You know that the also the. Well, what worries is they've grown the, the violence within people. So all the movements uh, against the immigrants, I don't know how it's in your country there, but you know, it seems everywhere. And we are all immigrants.
0: I, I agree. Oh, I uh, what, what, you, know, it's, you don't understand the, the level of an issue until it, you see it personally or it affects you in, in, in some way. Yeah. Um, one of my uh my 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 colleague my friend uh, edwin uh who was from venezuela uh when he came here was he was escaping the 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 political pressures because he was outspoken against uh, against the government and I, and i don't feel like i'm i'm telling tales out of school i think he was he would be very adamant about you know fighting for yeah. the rights of artists and 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 people who question uh, authority and um as the country slid into the this the, the current state that it's in um you know Trinidad had sort of a uh you know certain amount of migration <laughs> people and within <laughs> the last two years, you know there's been over forty thousand refugees from Venezuela and also from Cuba from some of these other islands that have made their <laughs> way here. here you can. At one time, you know, you, you couldn't quite see the influence. And now you're starting to see many of those people um, yeah. uh, occupy businesses and coming into the streets because they're just looking for a better life.
1: The yeah.
0: the. And and what's really sad is that there have been people who have been taking advantage of of the desperation. And it's it's horrible. It's it's a horrible yeah. thing to see. You know, I. um i mean i i have not i have i haven't lived in the u s now for six years for any length of time so my it's very interesting to be on the outside of of that of that issue looking at my my home country only to be involved in a country where the I get to see the the, the politics and how the locals deal with it i mean there there has been a public outcry by by very small people who's like you know, we don't we don't want them here. They're they they're they're too difficult. They're this and that. You know it. And that rhetoric eerily mirrors other countries. I mean, the U.S. I, I, you know, you hear the xenophobia yeah. coming yeah. From, yeah. from from the U.S. Yeah, I, I love my country. I, I love it dearly. But it whatever we have allowed it to slip into has become very very ugly. And I and this is not good. In, yeah. in general for anybody
1: yeah it's, it's um it's, it's a funny thing because as you just said uh you, you starting from another perspective when you are in another position so many people are going to look to the immigrants say oh my god they are taking our place they're taking our food they're taking our jobs they are um and so there are some recruits for the immigrants or could be seen like, oh, they're coming to help. They're coming to join forces for making these or that or that to build up. So I think that the way that people are seeing things today are quite so negative, bombarded by you know, political opinions, political movements, political desires. They say immigrants are very nasty, bad people. And, you know, and like that, we are all immigrants. I'm, I'm the first Brazilian generation of my family. My family's all immigrants came to Brazil in the middle of the 50s, not so long ago. And it's a mix of people from many different countries. I have Jewish, mm-hmm. Catholics, and Muslims in my family. So when, when the, the war from '90s 90, 90, from 1990 uh, exploded in, um, in the Balkans, I had some people coming here from my family as refugees from Bosnia. <laughs> they were skipping, they killed. So, you know, right. so how can you close the door, shut the door for these people? So, I feel a bit immigrant here in this Brazil. I was born here, it is my country, and I have mm-hmm. a very strong relationship with another place. That makes me feel, you know, I'm part of this and that and that other place as well. And I wouldn't like people to take this out of me. My my, you know, my rights to be part of this or that country. I have also a double citizenship. My daughter has double citizenship. She has three citizenship, actually. It's quite funny. Um, but yeah, and, and in the end, we are all immigrants. So I can't be upset about you know people. Yeah, we have a lot of immigrants here, a lot of refugees in at the moment, from Venezuela, from Honduras, from Haiti, from Assyria, from Africa, from, you know. And what are you going to do? Just bring these people here. There are lots of things to be built in the country still, you know. Go get some work. Go and get, do, promote some possibilities of people to work and make this, this country better and growing, whatever. So it's not just kick them off. I think there are countries with less possibilities of that. So, but the, the theme of the immigration is something um, I'm exploring a lot in the in the next exhibition in Prague because I think when we think about the problems how they come to our door, we start thinking what we could do about their country or how to host that person from the country here. You know, instead of just kicking them off or putting walls up,
0: <laughs> it's easier to do. <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's the, the, the theme this year is uh, no borders. And um, I, this just jumped into my head as you were talking about the the, the mix of, of cultures and identities and that we all inherit in, in some way. And I think, I think there is the physical borders, you know the, 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 the lines that say, this is my country, that's your country. this is my home, this is your home kind of thing. And I think if, if we actually took the idea of no borders and applied it to ourselves, what does it mean to have no borders within ourselves? Yeah. And that, you know, no borders within the way we think or no yeah. borders the way we, we, we relate to people. I think, yeah. I think if, to me, if we boil it down to, to starting there, you know, it's, it's, I think it radiates out. It's, the the person who is most in need of my compassion isn't the person who's my friend, it's the person who is angry at at me. That person should be getting my compassion. Again, it's how I it's how I feel. Um, I I because I, I don't have to win over my friend. My friend already knows who I am. It's the person that isn't my friend. Necessarily, I'm going to take home and invite for a meal, but. Someone who is is in need of someone maybe sharing a little bit more understanding or, or compassion. Like I said before, yeah. because because then I have erased a border, an uh, an unspoken border between yeah. us.
1: Yeah, well so that's that's how we 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 see that absolutely. So in in Prague, I, I I'm gonna do a question for you now because. I'm doing uh, an exhibition that once a day, every time in the afternoon time, we are going to put on move, and we are going to migrate, and we are gonna ask for some countries who could host us for a little while in their territory. Okay. Would Trinidad and Tobago open the borders for Brazil? I have no. I have, I have no doubt.
0: I have no uh, doubt. I, 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 you know, it's it's a callaloo, It's a it's a it's a mix. They you know yeah. for, all, for all the goofiness that happens around here, you know everybody comes. Everybody enjoys carnival. Everybody comes together. <laughs>
1: <Absolutely>. <laughs> but I, I'm asking because I know the spaces on the exhibition are quite tight. But that's that's real. That physically, I'm doing that. But I, I can tell you shortly because. I think when when PQ came up with the idea about making the cluster, it was an interesting idea, but we needed more time to figure out and make our partners. I uh, remember Spain came up to talk to me trying to make a cluster and we stopped it at the point and said, but what's our project? So that the cluster needs, you know, happen because we have something common or we with dialogue with projects and just not to get um, a piece of uh, land that will be better in, in this territory. But, and then I created this, um, this movement in the exhibition because I have 10 bodies that will carry the exhibition one by one for a walking exhibition once a day. Oh, wow. And, and then, yeah, and when this happened on the space of the Brazilian exhibition, I will have like a 10, 20 minute performance every day, different performances. And so this body carrying a piece of exhibition needs to report sometimes in some other countries and other territories.
0: So when when, when we're done here, I'll I'll send you an email address and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll work on coordinating this. How's that?
1: Okay. yes.
0: <laughs> Excellent! Excellent. See, we've crossed. We've crossed. Oh, we, we raced a border. Yes, that we have to. <laughs> so, so, see, ladies and gentlemen who are listening to this, it's as easy as that.
1: Yes, it is. It is because yeah, and also the the, the theme for Brazil exhibition is the body, as a space, the territory, and its borders.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Absolutely. I think. And I've been trying. It's exactly what we're talking about. You know, it's, it's how we see each other, how we can get together. Because sometimes people just need, you know, you to be gentle. Just need a smile. Just need a moment of attention. I don't know in Trinidad Tobago, but here, when you drive on the streets, there are lots of people selling things on, on the lights, on, on the street lights. So if you stop your car and someone comes to sell you candies or sunglasses or you know, selfie things or water whatever and most of people just just shut their window very quick because they are afraid about being assaulted and and they you know they look into a very ugly hard face to say get out of here you know while well, you could just open your window have a chat and yes maybe we're not going to do that midnight because yeah probably you're going to be assaulted but in, in the middle of for lots of people around you know you could just be nice and give us money. Say hi, good afternoon, good morning. I'm not.
0: I'm not going to buy anything from you. But good morning, you know. Um. Well, next ne- next time I I, I run across because we the people that tend to sell things, um, uh, drinks, lots of drinks, uh, yeah. and vegetables. There seem to be a lot of vegetables on uh, uh, Oh, and and there are a lot of ingenious. Um, uh, young people, they tend to want to wash your windows. We get a oh, lot yes. of those. Yes, yeah.
1: there are lots of those. We're washing with a very dirty water. That doesn't make any good at all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, you know, it's it's a few dollars or, you know, at least, you know, they're working towards something. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they are trying. They are trying their best to do something, you know. Um, but, but have you ever been to Brazil?
0: I have not. I am long overdue to, to, to travel to, to, the, to, to Brazil, to, to so many countries. But I, I learned, even, I know this might sound like very counter, but uh, since the, the two presidents of, of, of Brazil and the U.S. have gotten uh, friendly, they re- removed the restriction for um, uh, visas. I
1: know, I know. It's it makes it's like because we still need the visa to go to the bloody country, you know.
0: I I, I don't know if it goes both ways now.
1: No, no I, it's not. It's not. It's not un, It's unilateral. Our our govern, I'm I'm gonna say that because this really upsets me. The, okay. uh, the United States economy is going to Is going to increase on the our costs. We are selling our country to Trump. And that's really, really annoying. So them, they, they are not going to, um, to release the, the visas for Brazilians. But our, our president, in name of everybody, and it's not everybody, many people don't agree with him, he decided to tell that that will be for free now, that they can come here and do whatever. So, you know, <laughs> but if that makes it easier for you to travel, Come to Brazil
0: then. <laughs> I, I, I now I don't know how I feel about this. For one side is like, hey,
1: this is a great thing. The other thing is, oh, it's
0: a it's a sign of the oppression. Do you need, it's like do you need a visit to Brazil from Trinidad to Tobago? Oh, no, you
1: don't. Yes. Um, do I,
0: as a U.S. citizen, ah. I still live, right because I'm not. I don't. I don't have citizenship here. I would have to go through the process to become a. A full-time resident and, and all that. Uh,
1: okay. All but right. uh,
0: okay. you're talking about uh, Brazil going to Trump. Trump's selling the U.S. to Russia. So,
1: Oh, my God. And the Russia is selling to China. Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody owns, owns somebody nowadays. Yeah, let's, let's propose PQ to make a big cluster. There's no borders, it's everybody all together. I don't know why they put those squares, those corridors in between. Just make a chaos, put everybody together, get a bit closer.
0: <laughs> and, oh, and, then the, and, and the UK is having its own problems. It's, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. It's, a mess. Yeah. it's up to the artists to be the shining example of order.
1: Yeah, or at least to have a, you know, to find a space in this mess, to express itself. I think that's our challenge, how we find the space in this mess. The space means uh, opportunity, budget, whatever, to make some meaningful expression through what we know uh, to do best. So I think that's our challenge, no matter the scale of that, no matter where. Be, you know, in your neighborhood, could be in China, could be the other side of the world, but we need to carry on speaking out loud things, artistically, mainly.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. I think it's, it's through these different various forms of expression that real change comes from, not necessarily yeah. the, the legislative pen.
1: Yeah, no, no. Give up because it's a mess. And, and who <laughs> you know, what rules are we following today? Is, but that's, that's quite annoying because people like us, we can be sensible and say, okay, let's do sensible things. some people with nasty ideas and nasty attitude can use them to make a big damage to other people. So, you know, it's very dangerous. It's, it's, um, it's not a comfortable place, very uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I agree. Let, it, let us continue to be critical.
1: Yes. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and make a space. We make space too. Absolutely.
0: But one, <laughs> what, what, one thing I wanted to ask you about uh, uh, was about Cardiff because yeah. of the presentation in, in, in the, that you did in, in, in Cardiff for the, OISTAT 50, the OISTAT, 50 OISTAT 50 event. Could you give me just a little bit of, of how that all came together and, and, and how, did, how, did that, uh, how did the result work for you?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, this is um, the third step of a project I've been developing since 2015. Um, you know, I, I think it's a bit before that, but um, by exposing that, by exposing scenography in Prague, I think Prague is very challenging uh, for us because we think about not just put a set design on the stage, but how to exhibit that. And I always found this very interesting, very challenging. So we started trying to develop other ways to exhibit scenography, in which scenography is not just the support for the text, but the protagonist. (laughs)
0: So
1: I created a project that calls um, uh, Desenhos de Sena, because calls Designing Scenes. And the first one uh, was in 2016 here in Sao Paulo. I got some budget from a company here that called call SESC and invited 16 artists from eight uh, countries, um, from all around the world, from South Africa, Australia, United States, United Kingdom, Italy, Brazil, whatever. And so the idea was, uh, during three months, was this exhibition in which there was some, a lot of installations. So there were sound, light, costume, uh, space set designers and each one had a space to create an installation. Some brought installations already done, some create new installations. An idea is how to develop some installations and design space without words, and make like a, this would be like a big set where people would have an experience, um, like a, a being part of a play. So some of the exhibitions will be activated, some would be just standing still, was a mix of uh, different um, uh, ways of showing these different areas, all separated. And then in 2017, I went to Taiwan for the World State Design and I brought the second edition of the project uh, on creating the playground project, the World State Design Playground project. It was again another way to explore how to, exhibit, how to create an exhibit in not scenography, just but you know set costumes costume I didn't include in in, in Taiwan, so I invited four artists to run for one day workshop with participants, and the remains of the creating would be staying on the space as creating a creating playground, making uh, all the space together so uh, the only thing i I do on this project is I design the space, so in Brazil. I designed like a was a 500 square meter exhibition space with a lots of the glass divisories and making all the lights and so on. In Taiwan, I got I took the challenge to work outside, outdoor. So I, I only designed a like space orientation of the space with some chairs on the ground, the grass chairs, and the uh, the playground was going, was growing up every other day around the area. And was nice because in the end, there was kids playing with that. There was people bouncing on that space. And the four workshops were different areas, sound, light, uh, object, and space. Uh, so the third edition of this project that I call Intersections is putting people to work together, people who never worked together. So set, costume, um, sound, lighting designers to work together. So I start the starting point. I I did three until this point. I did two in Brazil, uh, who resulted, the performers are going to present in Prague. I did one in Cardiff. And this year from September to November, I will do in Glasgow, the same project. So it happens, I make an open call. I call people to be part of this project. I asked them already some questions to bring some to reply, to respond to some uh, provocations. Sometimes it's about memory, sometimes about something uh, about their location. So I start in the site specific. I choose the site specific that's meaningful for their particular place. So in Cardiff, I chose in the tunnel. And I wanted the tunnel under the underground in Cardiff, but okay. I realized it was not possible. So we went into a tunnel outside of Cardiff, but still in, in the city, um, where they were transporting the coal the, um, from the, the mines into the port, what made Cardiff uh, reach and, and development. So, it was like a 1.6 mile long tunnel. So I took 15 people into the... Because this process, usually, I, I, it take me much longer. In part, if I made the short, short version of that, I did that three, four days only. But usually, I would work two weeks on the site-specific. And we would create scenes, performance, installations on the site-specific. And afterwards, we would spend another week in the, just a very plain space, a theatre gallery, um, just a neutral space, to make the synthesis of the scenes performances installations. So it's a two-phase uh, project. In College, I decided to, because the time was much shorter, so I adapted the project. So we went one day for the tunnel to get inspiration, get all the uh, the, the to collect all the the, the the feelings, the signs, the songs, the sounds, the lights, the, the, the textures, the colors, impressions. And I worked with the group for three days in the theater, already setting up the scenes, installations, performance, and everything comes up from the participants. What I do is to manage, like, a, you know, just guiding them, just as a tutor, tutor or a director, just trying to put things together, but it comes up from them. Um, and was brilliant because there was a group of um, 12 people, something like that. And they really got engaged They, I remember at the end, they, they loved that experience because they performed like four times in the day. They were, they were absolutely tired at the end of the day because they, they thought they were going to perform twice and it was going to take 15, 20 minutes. And so many people wanted to go and see they performed four times. And most of people were designers who doesn't perform. So for them, it was a good experience to find themselves how to feel, how to perceive the space, how to perceive the light, how to answer to the sound they create as performers. Because they usually don't put themselves in that position. So in the end, we, that, we had uh, like, um, uh, um, a debrief session after a few days. And they came to me and said, OK, I love doing that. And, and now, what's so? What do I do now? Because it changed completely the way of... Look into how to design a set, <laughs> how to work as a, a, a designer, or the possibilities. So it was a very interesting, different session, and that's it. Because because uh, I know I,
0: I enjoyed participating in 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 the, in the being a uh, an audience, I
1: yeah. guess
0: an audience member. Yeah, and uh, it it was it was so curious because again to walk through it to participate in that way was very different cuz you know you know you're used to being just kind of like i'm over here i'm okay yeah. you know i'm i'm staying out of it but now i'm i'm in the the environment and i'm in the in the thing so it's interesting to hear, interesting to hear. You know, how how you set it up and your premise and 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 where 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 it came from to where it is um so you, the the it but this is going to be a continuing uh um, yes.
1: project yes yes okay. a continuing project because i'm i'm looking for other places to go and do it for example here in, in sao paulo i did i've been doing uh during theater festivals theater festivals was a very good place to do a project like that it's great or could do uh, as part of universities you know i could do in in like um i got the new university who wanted me to go and develop that project with some students here, but I couldn't set, I didn't find the time to do that. But I would love to go whatever and do that with students, professionals mixing together because they really, uh, because the, the thing is they, they make a, a collective signature. It's not mine, it's not yours, it's our project. And they already make their mind changing. On the other hand, they find out they can be more autonomous they have they have a more autonomy to create projects like that and not just wait for a production or a director to call them to do work but they can develop some creative process you know? so it works well in, in various ways so in sao paulo i had like a 60 people applying for i could only take 22 it was a very large group and we were working in a building where was the prison the for the politics during the dictatorship dictator time in, in the 60s. So Lula, the ex-president, was imprisoned there. Dilma was imprisoned there and talked to that space. So it was a very, uh, today is like a gallery, is a contemporary art gallery and a memorial with a permanent exhibition to show about those times for people to remember. It's like a Holocaust museum kind. And then I did in Santos, in the port, in the main port of Brazil, in Santos, at the fortress. It was a fortress, so we needed to to travel every day by boat. Uh, stay there all day and come back in the night. So it was a kind of a different journey, just going there, staying there, eating together, staying all day together, you know. So, um, and then the, the, trans, uh, the transposition of that, when I work in synthesis, I go to a neutral space. So in centers, we went into a basement of a theater, a hidden space under the stage, so that we perform it for an audience.
0: After a week, we put all the scenes together. We brought them more live, more sound, and then we performed it. Um, so it's, wow. it's amazing. It's a, it sounds like it's a a fantastic journey, and the fact that, you know, sixty plus people from wanted to participate. I mean, that's good. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. the sky's the kind of the the limit. I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's good to, You know, for me, Cardiff was quite challenging because. I know how Brazilians would answer to the, the provocations I was going to bring, but for the foreigners, how how they would you know, answer to that would be different because sometimes our way of making theatre here uh, conduces easily to process like that, but abroad, I didn't know. So, I was really happy and, and surprised that worked so well, to be honest. I was a bit, you know, thinking, oh, my God, maybe they won't reply in the way I'm expecting. But they did. So I'm going to do that in Glasgow in, uh, from September. And um, I don't know, next year, I really want to go do somewhere else. I would like to, to do uh, with Neustadt, nice maybe, you know, because in Neustadt, we spend so much time talking, talking, meeting, meeting, meeting sitting down chairs. I want to get people
0: together. And let's work together. Let's make things. I, I, I've said, we got, we got plenty, of, we got plenty of space here. Come on down, you know. We'll, we'll, we we'll get it. We we'll get it all squared away. I, I, I don't know how else other to do it. What do you, what do you want? <laughs> A gilded invitation. Come on down. Yeah. And, you know, that's,
1: what the heck? Let's plan. Yeah. Yeah, I know, it involves a lot of things and planning and so on. But yeah, it's good to know I, I have somewhere welcome to go.
0: And I'm lonely for crying out loud. Come
1: on. <laughs> I, like sure.
0: I like having <laughs> visitors.
1: It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, let's plan for 2020. This year, uh, I'm, I'm up here already. I, I I want to... I want to it's like you after PQ. PQ is, is a big experience. There's a lot of work, a lot of bureaucratic work, a lot of work that's sometimes not just creative, nice work, and lots of demands. And, you know, we need to just slow that a little after that, just to. You
0: know. Oh, uh, believe me, it's between, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to PQ as well. And then I go to, to Berlin for the yeah. stage set scenery. And then in our September, October, uh, I'm doing, right now, um, six months of staying in Germany to, to do some study.
1: Oh, cool.
0: So. Uh, where in Germany? Where? Yeah. Uh, at the, one of the technical universities. Um, uh, I, I, I'm terrible with the name at the moment, but. I was
1: all right. Uh,
0: <laughs> but uh, uh it it's a chris van uh Chris Guten um introduced me to yeah. yeah introduced me to uh uh dr bree Newsley and uh miss Francisco Ritter who are doing an architecture project of, okay. of, uh, of the of the opera houses wow. so they had yeah. they were archiving piles upon piles of information and it was there that yeah, my, there. In my interest <laughs> And as uh, with the Facebook group with theater history, I've there's been so much about Germany and its role uh-huh. in stage machinery, mis- and then meeting uh uh Gerard. Uh, Gerard. Um oh oh my this. One of yeah. my favorite people. He kills me. He kills <laughs> me. I love that man. Uh, <laughs> um uh it it's just it uh, through a confluence of events, um I was able to 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 secure me, uh, the ability to 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 go away and study um, a little bit of sonography and design because it, you know every so often you know you have to kind of refresh yourself or you have yes, to yes of add course, your yeah. so yeah. so that, that that's the goal right now so uh, so in October through uh, I think February is their term. So get an opportunity to to, to sit in on, on, on a class and, a class. and, and, and participate.
1: Okay, so you're gonna be in German from October. At the moment, at the at the time of this recording. <laughs> we never know, it might change. We're gonna spain exactly. instead. I, a certain,
0: <laughs> I may find myself in a in a in a hut somewhere in the yeah.
1: Amazon. You know, who knows? Who knows? We never know. We never know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be in Germany in, in the end of the uh, second half of August in Dusseldorf because I'm doing this play with uh, that's a transnational project it's including Japan, Germany and Brazil. And So I have two weeks rehearsal in Dusseldorf. So I'm going to Prague and stay in Europe until mid of July. So on. I'm going to Dusseldorf and then September, September October, then I'm going twice to watch Glasgow. So I'm,
0: I'm jumping on lot as well. I am all for having an interesting life.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. Maybe we can, can put some projects in, in the middle of somewhere. i like us make this project there.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Because yeah. you never know yeah. when inspiration is going to hit, opportunity yeah. is going to happen. I yeah. Agree. Uh, Sure, I'm
1: looking forward to go to Berlin as well, because I I found out recently that education commission, because I followed the education commission since 2003. A long time. and Yeah, yeah, 2003, I started in Prague in 2003. So I always follow that commission and I was looking to the OISTAC program for the commission meetings to see which one I'm going to attend, which one I could attend. And then I didn't find the Education Commission meeting. Right? I said, what, What's going on?" And then I found out they went to Berlin. So I, I filled the form to go to Berlin, yeah, and I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, because I I'm the, the delegate to uh, the Publications Commission.
1: Oh, cool! That's cool. Yeah, it will be a joint program. Huh?
0: Yeah. See, so so we'll be able to continue this conversation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what answer. another mess we are going to be in two more months' time. Uh, so maybe I have a president impeachment, soon. people here are not very happy with him. The politicians are not with him, because uh, they start to say until instead of he being in the parliament, making politics to approve some urgent tasks, he's just tweeting. He is very strong Twitter, tweeting all the time, a lot of bullshit. So. oh
0: believe me i completely understand that
1: i completely understand that playing being Uh, president (laughs) we we went went
0: from we went we went from grace and eloquence to this nut job (laughs) the heck happened somebody fell asleep no
1: No. what's the university you work in there in trinidad and Tobago?
0: What school name? It's, uh, I work at the University of Trinidad and Tobago. It ah. is, uh, we're part of the Academy for the Performing Arts.
1: Okay.
0: Um, the, uni- the university itself is actually a conglomeration of many, what was many small schools, a teaching okay. school, a maritime school, and many years ago they finally <laughs> brought them under one banner. Okay. Because at one time the or the, the long the organized university was the University of the West Indies. Oh, right. Okay, so um, that's where I've been now. the 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 program itself is just over ten years old. the 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 drama program. Yeah. Um, and it's an ever evolving thing right now. Um, like like most universities and countries. The economic ups and downs is affecting our ability to, to provide the best that we can. Resources are yeah. very tight.
1: Yeah, I know. I worked for two years at the University of Sao Paulo. Um, we have a, lot of, a number of universities that are public universities are supported by the state. And it is great. And, and, but, you know... I need to bring my laptop to be able to give the classes. (laughs) And it's it's very tight on resources. And then suddenly they decided to to build um, a big wall. It's not a wall, it's a fence, a metal fence around the new Rector building just to protect from people invading and making protests and so on. So they spent a fortune on, on this fence. And why do you need like a, you know, computer in the, in the rooms to give the classes? It's unbelievable. So why do you need the new floor for people to dance on it? And so it's
0: just amazing, yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to, to convince people who are not understanding of what you do, the the importance of the materials that you need. You know, mm-hmm. it's... It's it's the whole thing like let us build this brand new shiny space and I go, Okay, I need to, to attach this to the floor, and they go, No, no, no. This is a brand new floor. You can't scuff it, you can't mark it, you no no, you <laughs> must do something else. And it's like you do realize how difficult that is now. Now you're adding yeah. more layers.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well yeah. is that university public or
0: private? Uh the public. Public, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So, um, and you, we are funded
0: by the government. So, yeah. where wherever the government's budget goes, we go. So.
1: Yeah.
0: And you are going to have a sabbatical or going to study abroad, though. it it seems like that. I, I, I just <laughs> well, I you know here, here here's, here's the brave thing about dare I say a little bit of ignorance. Because I, I've been like, this is what I'm going to do. I, you know, If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't go and say, oh, I need to take a sabbatical. I just, you know, my, the, the people that I work with have said, you know, um, because there's been a change, obviously, in, um, staffing and, and things like that, is there are some things that are just not my strong suit. And for me to get better at it, I have to go study it. So okay. I say, here's my plan. What do you think? And a couple of times they're like, no, no, that's not gonna work, or it's too soon. And eventually they said they said, okay, you can go yeah. do this.
1: It's like a scholar development, something like that. They support you to, to go. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. They, what, what? they they
0: give me the time to time to go, but that's it. That's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We don't give you the budget by that um, oh, no, of course yeah of course not what disciplines do you what, what do you teach there Sex? well,
0: well uh, originally, I was brought in to be mainly a production person, so um uh, my my background is in design uh theater or uh, um lighting design and I have a master's in art in uh drama and uh, originally, I thought I wanted to be a, a, a researcher and writer, which I'm slowly gravitating into. But uh, when they brought me here, yeah, When they brought me here, I uh, I was just mainly production, so I would teach the introduction to stagecraft class, which I still do, and oversee the some of the plays and the crews and things like that. As as time has changed. Um, and they they let the lighting design teacher go I've taken up the the slack for for that. So now it's not only stagecraft But I teach uh, Theater technology yeah. and I teach what is it what they call design studio. So it's the the third-year students. So mm-hmm. Stagecraft is first year theater technology is second year design studio is third year So so for me, I just, I have been working on creating a through line between the classes. So hopefully one builds into the next. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I enjoy it. I, I it is, I'm a, I am aii certainly, I, I expressed to my, my peers, I said, you know, please don't expect me to teach the way that the previous teacher did. Because it, it will not be the same, you know. Yeah. It's going to be the structure as I understand it, and you know, yeah. it's been a growing pain for 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 both sides. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. So I, I enjoy it. I enjoy uh, being part of that process. I feel like I I want to make things as relatable as possible. So, uh. I may not necessarily have the artistic grand vocabulary that a lot of people do. So for example, like you see the work of of Paul Brown, there's no earthly way I could ever be that genius. That's genius. You're know, yeah. looking at. That. But I can be the best me and be like this is how I understand it. This is my process. It is very nuts and yeah. bolts. You know? Yeah. I will allow I I like to believe that for the students, at least the, I pointed the direction, but it's up to them to create the space and, and, and be yeah. their their individual voice. Because I don't want to I don't want a bunch of people that all do the same thing.
1: Yeah, and also during the, the working on, on their career, they're gonna work with different people all the time. In our kind of work you you know. You work in the production with this group of people, that bunch of people, that director, that designer, that actor. So it changes. They need to, you know, you're going to experience a lot of different ways of doing sometimes the same thing (laughs) or different things, whatever.
0: I I, I have said many times when you boil something down to a level that you understand it and you accept that and it it makes everything easier because now you're not intimidated by the information that's coming at you so when i when i first talked to my stagecraft students i i use the example of a lighting instrument i say what are the three things that every lighting instrument has to have it has to have a, a light source it has to have a way to to focus the light source and it has to have a way to push the light out it's very easy it doesn't matter what shape size as long as it has those three things. Yeah, the principles, yeah, the
1: basics,
0: yeah. Right. So when I go to uh, theatre technology, I say to them, I say, I have to, wait. I have, to have a way to, to talk to the light, I have to way to control the light, and I have to have a way to record the look that I want so that I can recreate it over and over and over again. Yeah. So I take the fear out of programming. When it comes to design, I say, if you look at a light plot, I say, I, I have to have front light, I have to have back light, I have to have some form of side light. And if I recognize those I elements, design becomes, I have a starting point from design. It becomes, again, it take some of the, the fear out of what it is that I want you to accomplish. Once you get that, that basic, Go crazy. Put lights wherever yeah. you want. Make sure yeah. that you have at least understand these fundamentals, these kind of yeah. core Yeah, the fundamentals, yeah. Well done. <laughs> I, well, you know, I, again, I'm a, I'm a simple guy. I just, you know, if it makes sense to me and I can get it across, across to them, all the better. It's, when when they meet their true mentors and the people that really influence them artistically, I hope I've at least prepared them to be fundamentally sound, that they can grow and and become whatever it is that they they, they are meant to be. They
1: can develop their own way of doing things. It's about, you know, the principles, the fundamentals are the same. The equipment is the same. What you do with them is that makes your talent, your identity, your personality, how to see the world around you and represent or create for the fantastic words. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I know I, I am grateful and thankful for, for this time with you. I know we have, been, we have been talking and I could continue to keep talking, but I know that you probably have a busy rest of your day and I yes. have a few things I have to do this evening. But I look forward to seeing you in uh, in, Prague in Prague, yeah, and and crossing borders with you.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> so,
0: um, if, 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 is there is there anything else you'd like to just kind of finish on? Is there a last idea that you'd like to pass along to, to people?
1: Yeah. Okay. And the last one. You want, you want me to the say a last floor one? Floor. to pass people. I don't know. I don't know. We spoke so much about things. I, I think we just need to, as I said earlier, I think we need to just keep making, creating space and conditions to keep doing and expressing ourselves through what we do best, you know, kind of art. That's it. Don't give up <laughs> and keep going. <laughs> And that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs>
0: is the final word. Don't give up and keep going.
1: Keep going,
0: yeah. Okay? Awesome. Yes, so. thank you very much. And uh, <laughs> I'll talk to you and see you very
1: soon. See you very soon. And possibly we exchange some emails about Absolutely. Um, okay, thank you. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye.
0: Hello, everyone. I know this might be a bit unusual, but some new information has come in from Ms. Abby Cohen, and I want to include it at the end of this episode for you to hear. Sorry for the delay for getting this episode out to you, but I couldn't let this information pass, and I know it's important that you hear it. So please enjoy this new information from Ms. Abby Cohen, and also do your best to continue to support the arts and culture in your local municipality, city state, wherever you may be. Thanks.
1: Hi, Richard. Um, So I would like to update here as follow. I'm possibly we split down to voice messages so it doesn't make too long and you can get the bits you find more interesting or relevant to edit. Um, Well, the everyday situation here is getting more and more straining. The growing of the fair right and its direct impact on cuts and oppression of cultural production in Brazil is every day more and more visible to be purely ideological and is leading us to a limitless, to an acceptable situation. As an example, some useful information is the fact that the cultural production in Brazil in 2018, for example, received only 0.01% of the national public funding. It is tight, yes, it looks almost nothing, yes, but necessary, when in addition to other programs and laws, which aim to stimulate private investments in culture by allowing companies to transfer part of the taxes they should pay to the government into cultural projects, limited to 6%. Though, in addition to the recent closing down of the Minister of Culture last January, the president elected has put an end to these programs as well, closing even further the siege of budget for culture. And despite this small percentage given to the culture, culture generates significant cap- capital through jobs, suppliers, tourism, etc. 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 So there is no economical reason to closing down the resources for culture. And there's no other reason but ideological So so continuing here, unfortunately, this man never tires tweeting false notes to justify his actions and discurts. He has been insisting that us all artists are useless and that we use public resource only to serve what he considers to be harmful socialism and communism of course and that we are all marxists and who could believe on a man who spread out loud for the entire world that the nazis were created by the far left it's, it's unbelievable i mean i think there's only one answer uh, people who believe on him are those who were kept in ignorance to serve today and to support and endorse his purpose, villain purposes. So it's like a vicious circle, you know? lack of dedication, lack of culture, state of control, etc, etc, etc. So when I think about the size of Brazil, the dimension and the population, we are 210 million Brazilians and although 53 million have chosen this scam, maybe we can do something. So, at this moment, I think what this government hasn't foresee is that the cultural workers come together as it has been happening here and I feel he's they are reuniting us they are forcing us to to work together and so it's inevitable that we're going there to fight to fight for our rights and for the rights of the people the population to access art and culture Because a country without culture is a country without education, without character, without identity, without future. As a country, there will be at the mercy of false and mediocre leaders. We can't let that happen again. So, just to finish this, I've been thinking a lot about uh, and in the face of all of this going on, how to think Brazil in PQ 2019. A lot has been planned and a lot has been changed. And now under this pressure, there's is, is a beautiful thing because I see that's only possible because the artists never give up. I think that was the end of last conversation we have. The artists never give up. So, in PQ19, will be many, each one making our own personal efforts. And I think not only from Brazil, from many places in the world. And together, we are looking forward to exchanging and sharing this strength, this string. And the rest of this, they make people moving from their own places to Prague as a migrating point. We're gonna meet them, you know, and somehow express our, our anxiety in face of the changes of this world. So I'm I'm very much looking forward of that. I think they can be very positive, very beautiful and very, very strong. I think there will be a very special event and we'll feel we are not alone and there's not only going on with us. And I think many people are gonna feel the same. And it's beautiful to see how many people, you know, um, believing on, on that. That's something we have to carry on doing. We have to go there and make that happen. Because PQ happened because all of this movement people make around the world to come to this meeting point. People make that happening. That's all. Thank you.